The Tooth Fairy Tale. Every night, Riley's dog climbed into bed with her. She was a deep sleeper, so she had no idea. In fact, the only evidence Ralph was ever there was a slight curve at the end of her mattress. After everyone went to sleep, the dog would make his way to her room. He'd slip through the door, through the crack left open for the hallway light. For the longest time, he slept next to her on the floor. But Ralph was getting old, and the soft comforter was too tempting. Getting on the furniture was forbidden. But when the family was away, or asleep, he made up his own rules. Ralph was a cross between a wire hair terrier and a beagle. And yes, that meant he liked to bark and liked to hunt. The small creatures of the yard had every reason to be afraid of him. It also meant that he looked like a fuzzy, disheveled, black and brown, spotted stuffed animal. He was easily concealed at the end of Riley's bed with her overflowing furry toys. That's the reason Stella didn't see him. Stella was a tooth fairy. It was a good gig, though the hours could be tough, as any night shift worker could tell you. There was no off-season either, like the weather fairies had. But she could work at her own pace, passing through the night. And if she forgot one delivery, well then she'd just get it the next night. It wasn't a big deal. She didn't have a deadline like Santa Claus. Della rode down on a moonbeam. She touched the glass of the window and passed through it. The closed curtains moved as she drifted below them. Sensing this, Ralph opened one sleepy eye. He looked at his girl, breathing slowly. Then he looked at the top bunk where her sister slept. It was quiet up there as well. So what had woken him? He kept one eye open, waiting. Stella's wings were beating fast, but not making a sound. She kept a small purse tied to her waist. It was magic, of course, so she could find any type of money in it. Rubles, euros, gold coins, or that silly paper money that Americans like so much. Stella preferred coins. Yes, they were heavier, but that was a good thing. Coins felt like something. It didn't really matter. Coins or dollars, yen or euros, no matter whose face was on it, money wasn't real anyway. It was a trick that people played on themselves. Teeth, though, those were special. A tiny piece of a person's history. A relic of a living, growing, amazing thing. It was impossible to say how magical they were. Teeth were worth far more to a fairy than any silly money they left behind. Stella landed on the blanket, looking at the sleeping child, watching her chest rise and fall slowly in peaceful slumber. She probably lost an incisor, Stella thought. One of her front teeth, judging by the way she's whistling. Stella could sense the tooth below the pillow. She could even sense the child's dreams, feeling their happiness coming like waves. They were untroubled. That was good. The girl wouldn't want to wake from them. Stella tiptoed towards the pillow. Warm air tickled her wings. She was still near the girl's legs, so she was surprised to feel breath, and it was coming from the wrong direction. She heard a sound growing behind her, a low rumble that formed into a growl. Slowly, Stella turned and saw Ralph. He was inching forward, coming up behind her, creeping on his front paws. His eyes were wide open, and his mouth was pulled back in what could have been a toothy smile, if not for his long, sharp canine teeth. Oh, no. Stella said, seeing those teeth, the only teeth that a tooth fairy wasn't fond of. Ralph tightened like a spring, feeling the thrill of the hunt. He didn't usually go after bugs. They were too quick, and when he caught them, they tasted awful. Birds, though. He liked chasing them. He wasn't sure which this was. It was too big to be a bug and too skinny to be a bird. It looked like a toy, only it was moving. Nice, puppy, Stella whispered. Her musical voice sounded like the tinkling of bells. Ralph's head tilted a little. He had amazing hearing, and while he may not have been able to speak, he understood enough words that even when they were said in a high, fine voice, he got the idea. That thing talks, he thought, and it just called me a puppy. It has to be understood that Ralph was incredibly cute. 
He wasn't a lapdog or an ankle biter, but he was certainly smaller than a lab or a German shepherd. It gave him a bit of a complex. He'd been around nearly seven years, and he certainly wasn't a puppy. He was well into his prime, maybe even a little past it. It was insulting to be called the P-word. He'd take that from the children. After all, he loved them. But this bug bird thing? No way. Ralph lunged forward with his mouth open. Stella felt the hot air and jumped from the side of the bed. Her wings fluttered, buzzing like a ladybug. She looked at the girl, wondering if it was going to wake her, but Riley's eyes stayed closed. Calmly, Ralph climbed down from the bed, stalking the fairy. It wasn't a very large room, so the bug bird didn't have far to go. Stella watched the dog. Her eyes went to the window, thinking of escape. That this night wasn't a loss yet. She looked toward the door. It was open enough to let the dog in. Or out, she thought. A plan started to form. She fluttered out the crack, staying high towards the ceiling. Ralph followed her. But when he reached the entrance, he stopped. He looked at his sleeping girls and stayed put, sitting back on his haunches, guarding the way. Well, that's just great, Stella thought. She tried calling him in that high voice of hers. Hey, puppy, come here, puppy. Ralph snarled, and the hair on the back of his neck came up. He really wanted to bark at her, but he knew it'd get him in trouble. Instead, he tried staring his anger at her. Stella had a tough time understanding. The dog was just too cute to be vicious. Still, she did see that puppy wasn't his favorite word. She tried for a little longer. Come on, boy. Come here. Who's a big boy? When Ralph wouldn't move, she stopped and sighed. <sighs> she looked at her purse, wondering if she had anything in there he'd be interested in. She touched the tiny atoms and compressed quantums, and all she felt was money. Useless money. Thousands of years before, her ancestor fairies would have kept meat and grain in there, something worthwhile, but all she had was change and bills. Carrying anything else was against the rules according to official policy. Still, she thought, this place had to have a kitchen. She turned and looked down the hall. I don't suppose you want to come with me, she asked the dog. Ralph just stared. She shrugged her shoulders. I'll be back. The hallway was bright. She didn't care for that. The buzz of electricity always gave her a headache. She went past the bulb, staying up high. Then she went into the kitchen. There was a fridge with more electricity humming away. She knew people kept their food in there. Years of children's dreams made certain she knew the location of ice cream. Ice cream wasn't right for a dog, though, but maybe a wiener, sometimes called a hot dog, though she couldn't imagine why. Maybe they were named that because dogs liked them so much. She didn't want to consider any darker reasons. The only problem was that while she could ride starlight or moonbeams through glass, she had no way of getting into a fridge. She had some spells that could pull and push with the strength of a breeze, but a fridge door was sealed and heavy, completely out of her weight class. She looked around the room, seeing the fruit bowl. Do dogs like bananas? Probably not. She flew a little further and came around the corner of the pantry, with its door hanging open. There were shelves of canned food and dry goods, including a box with a picture of a different dog on it. Well, what do we have here? Stella asked as she flew to the shelf. She landed and pulled the box open. She was confused by what was inside. She flew back up to take another look at the front of the box. It said bones, but what was inside didn't look like any bone she'd ever seen. More like a really stale biscuit. It'd have to do. She went back in the box and picked one up. It was a struggle to get it out. It slipped from her hands and dropped to the shelf. Stella breathed out heavily. <sighs> For a moment, she thought of putting it in her magic bag, but then she remembered the work memo. Absolutely no food in your bag, it said. 
It had been put out a few years back for sanitary reasons. A tooth fairy named Dave had been partial to pastrami sandwiches with mustard from a deli in New York. He'd made a mess of his cash, and every kid whose tooth he took ended up smelling like greasy shaved meat. There was always one who had to ruin it for everybody else. When she looked at the doggy treat, the thought of calling it food was a bit of a stretch. Still, rules were rules, and she didn't want to get busted. She pulled back her sleeves and grabbed the bone in a bear hug and stepped off the shelf. Before her wings were able to lift her, she nosedived towards the ground. She stopped before crashing, but the weight forced her to fly low, closer to the carpet than she liked. Returning through the hall, she saw Ralph still sitting in the way. He'd laid down with his nose and front paws sticking out the door. But when he saw the bone, he sat up. Stella was hidden behind him, so it seemed like the treat was floating towards him. He had tilted his head and thought, Well, that's odd. It was almost enough to get him to leave his spot. But Ralph took his duty seriously. He grumbled and growled some more. Look what I have for you, boy. Stella said through gritted teeth. The bone was getting heavier. Ralph still growled, but his tail was wagging too. He wasn't aware, at first, that his feelings were being betrayed by his most independent appendage. It annoyed him that this could happen without his permission. Wagging was friendly and happy, and he was guarding his girls. That was a grave responsibility. Then again, he really liked bones. He started to creep forward, sniffing the air to make certain it wasn't a trick. Stella saw the dog, starting towards her. She set the bone down and backed away. It's all yours, boy. Come on. Don't you want a treat? She asked as she slowly flew higher. Ralph did want a treat. He kept his eyes on the bird bug, leaving the door and coming closer. She watched him, too, and the minute he brought his head down to pick up the snack, Stella put on as much speed as she could, blazing down the last stretch of hall and through the door. She made a quick spell with her fingers and flung her hand back, sending a breeze closing the door behind her. Ha! She said when it latched, taking a moment to breathe before going down to the bed and the sleeping child. She landed softly on the blanket and looked at the pillow, wondering how far the tooth would be buried under it. This was always the worst part. Whose idea was it anyway, burying teeth under a kid's head? She didn't care for climbing under pillows, down in the dark, holding her breath. Some parents had gotten smarter. They'd leave a note and put the tooth in a baggie. Modern times, people. Get with it. Stella thought. She looked at the pillow and knew that these parents were traditionalists. She took a deep breath and went crawling under. At least the tooth wasn't very far, only a few inches. Some people stuck them right in the middle. When she searched for teeth like that, she had to tie a line of spider silk to the bedpost so she could find her way out again. She got to her feet and held the tooth in the air. Yep, it was an incisor, her favorite. Nice and clean, too. No sugar pitting or signs that the kid was a sloppy brusher. Good job, sweetheart, the fairy said to the sleeping child. She opened her magic bag and took out four quarters. A single dollar. It was more than enough. True, many parents had started putting in larger amounts, coming in after the tooth fairy and overloading their children with money. But four quarters, a single dollar, was plenty, Stella thought. It was enough for a carousel ride or four gumballs or one of those toys from the machines in the supermarket. Dave used to give more, but then again, he was fired for making every child's room smell like pastrami. Stella placed the change under the pillow and walked to the edge of the bed. She took one last look at the tooth. She was ready to ride the moonbeam out into the night. But then she heard a sound, a subtle whimper coming from the door. It was sad and lonely. Oh, come on, Stella said. She could picture the dog out there, hunched down and pitiful. She looked at the end of the bed, at the spot with the dip, the dog's spot, and despite herself, she felt bad for him. She sighed, putting the tooth in her bag and taking flight. If the door had a knob, she would have been out of luck. 
Actually, the dog would have been out of luck, and she would have been gone. Knobs were tough for fairies. They had no way of gripping or turning them. When she really needed into a room with a knob, she'd just crawl beneath the door. The dog, of course, couldn't do that. Luckily for him, this door had a handle, one of those long ones. Stella looked at it. She figured with enough force she could get it to move, but someone would have to push the door at the same time. She'd need the dog's help if she was going to help him. What are the odds I'm going to be able to explain that to the furball? She wondered, seeing his shadow beneath the door. Then she remembered how much he hated being called Puppy. She flew down to the crack and said in her sweetest voice, Come here, Puppy. Who's a good puppy? Come here, Puppy. Ralph was outraged. He jumped at the door, putting his paws against it. Stella heard him. She flew straight up and came down hard on the handle. The latch released and the door popped open. Ralph hurried in. Actually, he kind of fell in. But once he was back on his feet, he started looking for the fairy. Stella was no fool. She flew back to the ceiling and went over to the window. She was just about to leave when she took one last look at the dog. His tail was wagging as he stood next to his girl, happy to watch her sleep, happy to be back in his room. He looked at the fairy and knew he had her to thank for it. Their eyes met, and while the dog couldn't talk, Stella saw something there. She came down, floating in front of Ralph. They were nose to nose. You really are a good boy, aren't you? She gave him a little kiss. Fairy kisses are a special thing. They are full of happy dreams and sweet summer days when the sun is shining. Ralph climbed back into his spot as Stella flew out the window. He grumbled happily, going back to sleep and dreaming of bones and pastrami sandwiches.